You're listening to Unite Unite 2011 with Stu Morrison. Awesome to be here, guys, and such a privilege to be here, and just such a blessing to be here. And、um, I've got a very good friend of mine, Darren. Where's Dazza? Where's Dazza? Is he at the back there somewhere? I know he's here. He's come out to support me. I've got my wife here,、uh, Linda, at the back right there, your left, with my little daughter, Michaela. So I'm really stoked to have them here with me, and it's just be—it's really awesome to have you guys here and just be able to share with you guys. And、um, yeah, I see me sharing stories. I'm just going to share a quick story as well,、um, just to sort of、um, just encourage you. But at the same time, just go—it's like it's not many strong,、um, not many clever,、um, but it's just the grace of God. It's the goodness of God. And like as we go through this journey of growing. And understand your identity. We can sit back and laugh about these things because it's so funny. That, well, it's very scary at the time, but when you think back, you just go, "Yes, God, I was a, being an absolute fool, but you still used me, and you still used me to reach other people." And I, I remember、um, a couple of years ago,、um, I was in Broadway Pharmacy, and I was buying something there. And、um, I remember walking out, and as I walked out, this girl. Had walked in. I think she was a rep or something like that, and she was coming to do something at the counter there. And I just felt God say to me, "I want you to go and speak to that girl, and、uh, I want you to tell her that the secret is Jesus." So I walked out. I'm very conservative, by the way. I, I, I come from a very, <laughs> I, I do. I come from a very religious background. I like, you know, those guys who said like they popped out the womb. Into the baptism pool, from the baptism pool into the pew, from the pew into membership before they could even say anything. That's like that. That's how I grew up. And I went to a school where we went to church four times a week for six years in a row. And the result of that, I actually didn't go back to church for five years because I hated it so much. Anyway, that's another whole story. But yeah, I just felt like it was time to go back in and chat to this this girl. But I'm sitting outside Broadway because like. I hadn't met Linda yet, and I was not interested in girls at all. Like I was going to be single, not married,、um, serving like Paul did, not interested in anything else. The gospel, women are interested. I'm not even looking at women. It's just not even like part of my life. And、um, so I wasn't that confident to go and speak to this girl. So I was sort of pacing outside Broadway, and I'm going, Jesus, you can't ask me to go and do these things like this. And I'm pacing backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. I'm going. I want to go talk to her and tell her this thing, but I'm, I'm scared. Eventually, the owner, the sweet Greek lady, comes out and she goes, "Shame, do you want her number?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to speak to her though. So she says, "Well, come talk to her." So anyway, I just said to her, "Jesus is the secret." And she just looked at me like this, and she's like, "I'm a Christian. I'm reading this book called The Secret." And I said, "That book is not the secret. Jesus is the secret." Oh. Oh. And God just started to move so powerfully, and like we just got to trust that God wants to use us, despite、um, where we are, despite what we're going through, despite what we're feeling, despite what other people are saying. <laughs> oh gosh! Despite anything, yo,、eh? <laughs> <Yeah> . hey, <laughs> I 
I've been feeling like this since Monday. It's been crazy. I couldn't even talk to my clients about what I was going to say because like, I just started to get overcome with joy again. I like, had to go, God, I've got to focus on my job here. I've got to do a job. But God is... <laughs> God is so good. He's so, so good that I'm being convinced every day more and more um, just to step out and to trust Him. Um, oh, sure. God is good. And I'm, it's like, you just get to a point where you just stop fighting and you just sort of, I receive it, I receive it, I just receive it, I receive it. I'm not arguing anymore. I'm not trying to disqualify myself. I'm not allowing other people's words over me to influence what God's declaring over me. I just receive. I just receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. That's all I do every day now. I just go, I receive, I receive the abundance of your grace. I receive the gift of righteousness. I receive the abundance of grace. <clears throat> and the more I receive, the more I just want to go out and do things. The more I receive, the more I just want to go prophesy, the more I want to go give words, the more I want to go see people getting healed, the more I just want to go and see the kingdom of God coming, I just receive more and more and more. And it's not because someone tells me to do it. It's not even because the Bible says it's the right thing to do. I can't help it. <clears throat> can't help it. Okay, I'm going to, I've got like a weird message today. I guess that's why you call me weird. It's, I guess, oh, most of you from HCC here, um, are the majority of people from HCC. If you're not, it'll still be for you. But I just, yeah, I just, I know that you guys really get the message of grace and you're hearing it consistently over and over again. And thank God for that. Um, because you're blessed to have that. You really are blessed um, to be in a situation where you're consistently hearing about the goodness of God. Um, when I came to know the Lord, fairly similar sort of situation to, to you, I gave my life when I was 12 um, at school, and I wrote my name in this little book because it had like the sinner's prayer at the back, and you fill in the date and stuff like that. And I also got born again like, Year after year after year, as I tried harder and harder, and then rededicated myself over and over. Some of you might know what I'm talking about because it happens to a lot of us. And then next year, I'm going to recommit and start again. And then I try again, and then I fall, and then I try again. And I want to just talk a bit into that area just for a while um, because it's something that robs a lot of us in our Christian walk when we don't understand what that is. There's only being born again once. <clears throat> And, um, yeah, you can only be born again once. <laughs> you can get born again, born again, born again in the love of God, and just consistently consumed by the goodness of God to the point where you give up trying and give up rededicating yourself and just receive. <clears throat> where you stop that sort of stuff, and you just go, it's because Jesus died for me that I have been qualified. And when I do these rededications and stuff like that, because I'll, I'll set people up and I'll throw a few things and I'll go, and if anyone wants to be rededicated today, come forward. But today, I'm going to pray that God shows how dedicated Jesus is to you. I'm going to show you today how obedient Jesus was for you. It's not about your obedience and it's not about your dedication. 
It's about Jesus showing himself to you as altogether wonderful and beautiful and loving. And that causes a rededication in our hearts to consistently want to lay our lives down. But it's not through trying harder. It's through being convinced of God's love for me and for you. And it's something that I get awesome opportunities to go into a lot of different churches. I love the church. I didn't want to come back to the church because after I got a revelation of God, I had an encounter with Jesus where I've been living a very religious life. And I can tell you I could boast not taking drugs and not sleeping around. And, and, and re- I went to a nightclub when I was like 19 for the first time. Can you believe it? Like I just, I grew up in a very religious setting. And, and actually it's, it's sometimes to your detriment, to be very honest with you. Um, if you don't understand relationship with God, all that stuff is meaningless. <clears throat> it's very meaningless. And um, I share this stuff to encourage you because at the same time I'm talking like this, there are a lot of people who are going through what I'm talking about. And there are a lot of churches full of people who are going through things like that I went through. And I really wanted to try and please God. And Paul talks about that, that the, there were Jews who were trying zealously to attain a righteousness, but it was through the law. And there are lots of people, like, my heart is to see the whole church blessed by the grace of God. So I'm, I'm speaking to a few different groups tonight, but this, afternoon, this morning, but it's, don't get upset sometimes when people give you a hard time, because they think they're fighting for the right thing. Eh? And they really believe in what they believe in. And it's often going to be someone who's really graceful and loving towards them, despite their zeal, for their hard work and their, their legalism. And it's, we've just seen legalists and Pharisees and stuff like that come into our meetings and just coming into the prayer meeting and getting radically changed. We didn't argue with them. We didn't try and debate with them. There is a place for that. We do, I do take some people on really strongly sometimes when I see them bringing back people under law and bringing them back under condemnation again. But we just see the power of God transforming people. Like they come into a prayer meeting and just in one night they just changed. Because they get a revelation of God's love. And the part is, though, is that there is a form, guys, where all those rules and regulations, like, it's very difficult when you're going through that um, to see what you're doing. And it took me 25 years to actually get an understanding one day of what God's grace was, that He received me as I was, despite what I had or hadn't done. Um, despite my rule keeping and my little, <clears throat> I always tell people, I like, Lists. I used to keep lists of stuff every day, and I used to mark myself every day. Didn't swear. Um, I tried to love people properly today. Like it was called my to-do list. Can you believe it? Jesus. <clears throat> and I'm not joking. I'm being dead serious. Every day, and I'd get to the end of the day, and I'd mark myself off. But the more I did that, the further and further I felt away from God. And the more and more wretched I felt, and the more and more condemned I felt, And let me tell you, in 25 years of living like that, from as far as I can remember, (laughs) I never felt the love of God. And I never knew that I was accepted or or that God received me for who I was. Until after being out of church for five years, I encountered Jesus for who he was in depression, in brokenness, going through my parents' divorce, going through a whole lot of stuff. I encountered God and the love of God just was revealed to me that day. No one was there. It was just me and Jesus. And from that day, that was about six or seven years ago, I've never been the same again. I didn't want to go back to church because once you see him, you go, well, the reality is that everything that I've experienced in my life up until this is almost the opposite of what I've seen in him. I've had my brain 
unlocked of about 95% of the stuff that I actually believed as a Christian. I had to go and reread the Bible to get revelation of what Jesus has actually done. And from that day, God has consistently been renewing me in my mind to see the reality of God is love. He loves us. Each one of you really loves you. And like, if God will just supernaturally today just come and r- remove anything today that disqualifies you or makes you feel unacceptable, anything, I just pray that God would come and do that this morning. So I'm just going to just start to share from here. I'm just going to pray, um, just Holy Spirit, that we rely on you. We need you um, to come and transform, to renew, to uproot, to change, to mold. As James was praying earlier, from one glory to the next. We're in an unfading glory. So today we'll be even more glorious in, in this next second, even more glorious. In this next minute, even more glorious, Father. In this next hour, even more glorious, Father. As you start to behold your Son and we see who we are in Him, Father. Ah, sure. So we just thank you for the gift of righteousness. We thank you for the abundance of grace, Father. And I just thank you that even now, Lord, your grace just flows your life just flows, your blessing just flows over your people right now, Father. In Jesus' name I pray these things. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Yeah, just grace, 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 grace. Just release your grace, Dad. Just release your grace upon your people, Lord. Just release freedom upon people, Father. <sighs> just release confidence. As we, as we see what Jesus has done, we just get confident and bold. Because Jesus has done a perfect work for us. Be thoroughly convinced today of what Jesus has done for you. Be thoroughly enamored when you look at the cross and you see that there's nothing, no fault, no way around it. Um, you can't sin it. You can't outjump it. You can't get around it. You can't get under it. It's all-consuming. <clears throat> all-consuming. It just embraces you right now where you are today. Let Jesus come love you. Let him just come pour his love out in you today. I just pray that the love of God just starts to touch people here this morning, just starts to transform people, renew people. Just We've had meetings recently where we hardly talk anymore because the Spirit of God just starts to minister. And that's why I'm just trusting that God would just literally, by his Spirit, start to come and move in people and touch people and change people. Even now, I just, I just pray, Father, just for your love. I just pray for your grace, Father just to be revealed to people here tonight, Father, today, Lord. I just pray the whole day, Father, Lord, people just come into new realities, new dimensions, Father, of what you've done for them, Lord. I just pray, Father, right now, Lord, just for the abundance of grace on your people, Lord. I pray for just transformation in hearts, Father. I pray, Lord, just for such revelation of right standing, Lord. I pray, Father, for confidence in your people, Lord. I pray, Father, just for such boldness to start rising up in hearts, Lord. I pray, Father, just, Lord, as I start to realize, Lord, the reality of that they are unified with you, Lord Jesus, one spirit with you, Lord, raised with you, Father, in heavenly places, even now, Father. I pray for heaven's reality, Lord, start becoming real in hearts and minds here, Father. I pray, Lord, just for your power, Father, your blessing to be revealed in hearts and minds, Father. I pray, Lord, just for more of the sufficiency of Jesus to be revealed in your sons and daughters, 
Jesus, Father. I thank you, Lord, that we have already received power, Father. I thank you, Lord, that we have already received authority, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we have already received, Lord, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, Father. I thank you, Lord, that it is done already, Father. And I just pray right now, Lord, that it's just revealed in their hearts and minds, Lord. Even as I speak now, Lord, I thank you for such freedom and such liberty, Father, to come upon your sons and daughters, Father. I just release your blessing, Lord. I release your anointing, Father, which just comes in and breaks off the yoke of religion, Father, that breaks off the yoke of trying, Father, and just receives freely today, Lord, the free gift of righteousness. Lord, I pray and thank you, Lord, just that grace starts to abound even more in hearts, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, just send your ministering angels, Lord, even now, Father. <laughs> just Jesus, come and just start ministering to your people, Father. Start bringing them into the reality of the kingdom, Father, of the, of the love of God, Father, the confidence, Lord. Just acceptance, Father. I speak acceptance over all them right now, Lord. Just bring such conviction, Lord. I thank you for the conviction of righteousness, Lord, that they be so convinced, so persuaded right now, Lord, that they are completely 100% righteous for eternal eternity, Father, completely perfect without blemish, Father. Lord, I just thank you that their hearts are so persuaded, even now, Lord, of your goodness and your love, Father. So persuaded, Lord. By Lord, just the finished work, Lord. I thank you now, Lord. Just angels minister to your people. Bring in righteousness, Lord. Bring in revelation, Lord. Grant them in your grace, Father. Grant them in your grace, even now, Father. Grant them in your grace, Father. Grant them in your race, Father. Let them rooted and grounded in your love today, Father. Lord, we just bless them. We just bless them. We just bless them, Lord. We just bless them with your peace, Father. Let your peace come and rest on your people today, Father. Sure. <laughs> Lord, just let your fire, Lord, your passion, your desire, the intensity of God's love be revealed, the passion, the passion, the passion of God's love for you. And don't, don't worry about being selfish. Just receive it. It's, it just keep receiving it. Don't, don't let people bring that stuff next to you. It's just about you. It is about you. It's completely about you. Don't be, don't be fooled by that rubbish. It is for you. Yes, it's for me. It's for me, for you. And I want all of it. Just let the love of God just persuade you again today. You can sit back, kick back. You don't even just relax and rest and receive. <laughs> it sounds too good and that's what really confuses people. Can it be this easy? If it's not easy, it's not the gospel. If it's not freeing, it's not the gospel. If it's not liberating, it is not the gospel. If it's not convincing you, it is not the gospel. If it's not bringing you confidence, it is not the gospel. If it's not making you feel closer and closer to Jesus and realizing that you're actually in the throne of grace already, it is not the gospel. The gospel persuades us that we are already there. We are in the throne room of grace. That's the start. The starting point of Christianity, 
I'm just going because I really felt God just called me to do this because we will start to see more and more manifestation of God's goodness and grace and miracles and signs and wonders as you get more and more convinced that you are qualified, that you have been equipped already, that you have received every spiritual gifting. And the only thing that can disqualify you is when you don't understand the finished work of the cross and you feel unqualified to do those things or not good enough to do those things. So there's a longing in my heart, and that's what I love about this church, is to keep boldly declaring the finished work of what Jesus has done already. Weaken and weak out and weaken and weak out and weaken and weak out until people are getting more and more convinced and more and more bold. Because if your boldness and your confidence is like this, shup, 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 that is not the gospel. And the more and more I've hung out in church and, and been with Christians, you see, and I'm not trying to be nasty, I'm trying to bring you into revelation here. This sort of thing all day, every day, where you hot, cold, confident, then under the whole time, or you feel what, what I see always here is I'm dry. That's called legalism. It's called going back to the old way. It's trying to go back under laws, regulations, and rules. That's all it is. And, and you're believing a lie about yourself where you are feeling separated or far from God. But that's not the reality. The truth is, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. So as long as you're having those feelings and emotions, you need to keep coming back and going, I know that I know that I know that despite what I'm going through right now, Jesus is my confidence. Jesus is my boldness. So even when you're making mistakes, even when you're doing stupid things, you can still lay hands on the sick and see them healed. You can still prophesy. You can say, and you know, guys, are, but that person's character is not sorted out yet. Da, 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 da. I don't care. Just keep believing in the goodness of God. And, and, and it is, guys. People start to say to you, you know, this promotes sin. And I know that you guys hear this. Thank God you guys hear this all the time. The more and more you preach the grace of God, you'll always have people doing stupid things. But we are not called to focus on those things. We are called to keep declaring what Jesus has done through the gospel of grace. That is called, um, it's called being distracted. When you go and start to go and try and sort out a small little group of people that would be misbehaving in any church. We are called to keep revealing the magnificence of Jesus. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to preach except Jesus. For Paul, who is the apostle of grace, can say, I preach Jesus and Him crucified, I know nothing else. And to man that sounds foolish. We always want to have the next new thing in church. Keep focusing on Him. But my heart, guys, I just really want to get this into you today, is that I'm standing here because of the grace of God. And I was one of those angry, zealous, religious people that was persecuting people and, and being angry with Christians and stuff like that, particularly when they weren't behaving like Christians. I was the I used to get angry with them. Eh? That's actually why I never went to nightclubs and stuff like that, because if I saw them, I'd go, what are these guys doing over here, these wicked Christians? I was, bro, I was hectic, guys. I was hectic, hectic, hectic. Like when I started to read about Paul, and like, I was like, oh, thank goodness I wasn't that Jewish religion because I'm sure I would have gone even more zealous. But... <laughs> Have a heart for those people too, guys. There's a very small group of people um, that are preaching stuff like that and they know what they're doing. I'm going to say I'd love to believe it's a very small group. The majority of people are there because they just don't know any other way. 
It's the way they've been brought up. It's what they've been brought into. And it's going to take a generation of people who talk about and reveal the grace of God. And where they are, you love them. And you bring them in. And we see more and more people like it. We have a lot of ministry on Facebook and stuff like that. And some of the people, yo, I've been called the devil. I've been telling you I'm going to hell. <laughs> I've been called all sorts of things. I tell you, and the more outrageous I get with the love of God, my, <laughs> my wife and I used to share Facebook just so we could share the hate mail. <laughs> you, I used to get some hot, like heavy stuff. And then my wife said to me, I think you ought to get your own ones. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> the only disadvantage, I'm going to deal with all the hate mail. And, um, but the amazing thing is that some of those people that have really been nasty to us, God has got them. Eh? <laughs> just through Facebook and through reading, eventually they just can't keep it up anymore. And they just give in. Eh? And they just get such a revelation of the grace of God. And some of those most zealous people have become the most radical preachers of grace. And it's been radical. These are people all over the world. We've seen like, just in one instance, a church of three and a half thousand people, um, pastor who was arguing with me a few, over a few things on Facebook. I didn't argue with him. I just said, I'm going to start to pray for you and let's just chat this. And literally, before I could even start to discuss and, and talk to him, he just said, the Holy Spirit's talking to me, just send me your stuff and I'm going to read through it and just whatever you want to put on my Facebook, just do it because everyone in my church reads these things and I want you just to keep encouraging us like this. And we just see more and more and more of that happening um, because the grace of God is being poured out on, on all of the nations. Um, but I want to just go quickly into this um, scripture that I had, um, which I've already covered quite a bit because even if I really messed it up, God would bring us back to it. And it was just what I was talking about just now. If you go to Romans 5, um, 17. Um, Yet the rescuing gift is not exactly parallel to the death-dealing sin. If one man's sin put crowds of people at the dead end abyss of separation from God, just think what God's gift poured through the one man Jesus Christ will do. There's no comparison between that death-dealing sin and this generous life-giving gift. The verdict on that one sin was a death sentence. The verdict on the many sins that followed was this wonderful life sentence. We've been sentenced to life. When God sees you now, He says, I sentence you and I judge you to live. And not just to live, but John 10.10 tells us, but to live abundantly. Not just to live, but to live in abundance. So the law that we live under now is a law of love. You will live every second of every minute of every hour of every day. That law is active in your life through the life of Jesus Christ. You will live. If you're sick today, you will live. Where there's sickness in your cells and any pains in your body, the law of life says those cells will be healed. Those cells will receive life. Romans 8.11 says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and gives life to these mortal bodies. The law of life. You will live. 
the abundance of life in you. And it comes through the abundance of grace. It comes through the gift of righteousness. And the more and more you understand those two things, it doesn't say we'll rule and reign through trying harder or being obedient or doing this thing. It says through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. How do you know if you understand the gift of righteousness? How would you know? Hundred percent, because the scripture even tells us it. Joy, peace, you'll start to manifest the fruit of the spirit. And the kingdom of God is in righteousness, joy, and peace. The more and more you start to understand the gift of righteousness, which is apart from anything that you can do, you'll find stability, you'll find peace, you'll find rest. I can rest from my works. So this here, up, down, up, down, goes. Because when you look at him, you see that Jesus is unmoving, unchanging. He's seated in heavenly places. And you are there with him. I'm going to keep drilling in this little part because I really feel just to bring into a deep revelation because I know most of you will know a lot of this stuff. But you need to be more and more grounded in it. When you start to get the gift of righteousness, which is what God has declared over you, despite any circumstances or what you're going through in the day, it sounds contrary to everything that we believe. We can exude joy, peace, rest. People say to me, how's your day? I go, sure, could have been absolutely crazy. People, I get flippin' abused sometimes, and people can be quite nasty to me sometimes, but it's good. I'm full of joy. (laughs) 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 You know that's true freedom when you don't have to let other people determine your day for you. When irrespective of what anybody else says about you or how they speak to you, Shaka Baba, it just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you can just let it go. It doesn't matter anymore. Yes, I get insulted. And I'm, like, I'm telling you this because I actually want to encourage you. When, when it says rejoice in your, in your difficulties and your persecutions, it's actually freedom. It's freedom. I don't go home every day when my clients have been giving me a hard time. Oh, that, I rejoice. I pray for them. I get excited. I, like, I said to my wife the other day, I've got this one client, he's been training for 10 years. He's actually such a good friend of mine. And uh, this oak is the nastiest guy in the world. He is so nasty to me, it is not even funny. For a non-Christian, actually says an atheist, he talks about Jesus more than any other Christian that I know. It's all we talk about. And he always insults me. And the more he insults me, guys, that's why I go, it is bar the Spirit of God. I am overcome with joy every time he persecutes me and says nasty things to me, I have to contain myself because I just feel like exploding in joy. (laughs) I actually burst out laughing the other day and for 15 minutes just kept crying. I said to him, if my day started like this every day, what a blessing. I would be blessed. 
And he just said about the most nasty thing he could ever say to me. What do you do with that? You can't beat it. You! <laughs> you cannot beat love. And I know that he's going to get saved. I know that he's going to get saved. Receive the grace of God just deeper. Just receive it, even as you're sitting there now. Just receive the revelation of your right standing in God just now. Just receive it. You are righteous. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. Just receive. Perfectly righteous forever. It's not something you have to wait for. It's now. Salvation is now. As you're singing that song, salvation is healing. Salvation is deliverance. Salvation is prosperity. Salvation is blessing. Whatever you need, just receive it. Salvation is today. Whatever you need today, receive. You have it already. Just receive. Whatever your need is, whatever you're seeing as lack right now, Jesus said, everything I've given to you. That's thinking, thinking. That's renewing your mind. Right now, whatever inadequacy you see, feel, think, kick it out. It doesn't belong there anymore. Your son, your daughter, just receive. Your dad gives you good gifts today, good and perfect gifts. You know how we glorify God? We recognize and acknowledge every good gift. Thank you, Dad, that we have already received. I thank you, Lord, that we have already received every perfect gift. I thank you that I am already righteous, Father, blessed, prospered, and I thank you, Lord, that even today bodies would prosper, even as souls have prospered through salvation already, Father, that people start to walk into the abundance of life, Father. We did this last time, and I'm going to do it again. We've, we've been sharing a lot of testimonies just of healing and stuff like that. And the last time we had, we had a person who was healed, for, uh, who'd been sick for four years. And we didn't even pray, we just shared the testimony. Um, who is sick here? Anybody that needs any kind, it doesn't matter what it is. Okay. Now, I did not used to believe in healing at all. I was opposed to it, I didn't like it. <coughs> Seriously. Because uh, I've got a very analytical brain. And I studied anatomy and I'm a personal trainer and my wife is an OT. We have many years of studying the body and sometimes it does not help you. Because when you've studied things to say that that is the way it is and you allow that to be your reference point, you'll, you'll battle so I'm just praying even today that things will change in your heart regarding healing and deliverance and stuff like that. It doesn't have to take years and years of psychology and medication and psychiatrists and stuff. And I'm not opposed to those things, but I believe in terms of what God can do, He can do it like this instantly. And we've started to see people coming out of depressions. We've started to see people coming out of the most incredibly tough times, physically, emotionally, where they've been in bondage and stuff for years and years and they just start to get set free. 
So wherever you are today, I'm just going to ask that you just receive healing in your body right now. Whatever it is, we're just going to come on all infirmity and sickness to leave your bodies even now. We just pray, Lord, just your healing and your wholeness over your sons and daughters now, Father. We just come on all infirmity and sickness to leave their bodies, Father. All weakness to leave their bodies right now, Father. Any flus, any colds, Father, just command them to go now, Lord. Any pains in bodies, any aches in bodies, Father, we just command them to go now, Lord. And we speak healing, we speak life over them right now. Lord, we just thank you for your fire, Lord, just to come upon people and just to set them free from sickness, Father, right now, Lord. Any people that have had problems with depression or anything like that, any emotional problems, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that they're set free right now, Father. That they realize they are completely whole, Father, in every way, Lord. Completely healed, Lord. Restored in Jesus' name. I'm going to go into a little bit of healing and then, yeah, James, if I'm going too long, just let me know because I can talk. <clears throat> For a person who never used to talk, now I just want to talk all the time about Jesus. Healing is one of the most radical revelations of the grace of God. We're seeing more Muslims and Hindus and atheists and stuff getting healed. And when I say radically, it is radical. And, and the more and more bold we get, like we were in hospital the other night and there was a Muslim family there. And we felt to go pray for them and they didn't want prayer. They actually asked us to leave. And we felt, no, nope, we're going back again. And um, <clears throat> second time we went in, um, I just started to share on the love of God. And just started to just sense that God's love was there and just ministering to people. And they just started, some of them started to weep and started to cry. And um, I spoke to the father and he had a really bad condition. He had fevers and he was in pain and stuff like that. And I said, can we pray for you? And he said, no again. And then his wife said, yes. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to listen to your wife, sir. <laughs> if you won't, I will. And um, so I prayed for this guy. And I said, we're going to pray for you and you're going to get healed. And... Um, we prayed, and he looked at me with a dead face. He said, nothing has changed. Sometimes you just have to persevere. So I looked at this guy straight in the face, and I just felt God say to me, tell him that even if you hate Jesus, Jesus loves you. We laid hands again. He was instantly healed. Instantly healed. Radical, radical love. People with serious, like, and this is where you, this is where you end up fighting with, with uh, religious people. We see really bad sinners getting healed. And Christians get cross with that. Uh, you, they get cross with that sometimes. Yeah, but you don't know. I said, no, I don't know. Neither does Jesus because he says their sins and lawless deeds I remember no more. So I also don't know. <laughs> and I don't care. I'm ministering to them through the revelation of what Jesus has done already. Their sins he doesn't see anymore. Your sins he doesn't see anymore. In fact, when I'm talking about that now, and I was actually listening to this awesome um, testimony the other day, where this lady was um, telling about, um, she's having this conversation with this one priest, can't remember what he was, um, and she was having visions of Jesus. 
And he was upset about this because she wasn't a priestess, whatever you call them, or part of the church, anything like that. But she was having these intimate revelations with Jesus. So he went to her and said, if you really are, then I want Jesus to tell me what my last sin was. <laughs> so anyway, she continues to having these revelations of Jesus. And eventually this priest says, obviously, I've had enough of this. He goes to her and he says to her, you still having these visions of Jesus? And he said, she said, yes. He said, do you remember what I said to you last time? He said, yes. So he said to her, so what did Jesus say? And she said, Jesus says, he doesn't know what you're talking about. God is not counting our sins against us anymore. He counted them once. And he placed every single one on the cross. He didn't forget one. I get happy when I talk like this. <laughs> every single one. He remembered perfectly on the cross. And when he sees you today, he sees him no more. Never again. I think that's my cue. Innocent before God today, all of you. Without blemish before God. Is this making sense to most of you? Because I know a lot of you guys hear this stuff a lot. But I'm just really praying for this to go deep into your hearts. That you really fully start to grasp and understand the love of God. It's, it's, it's the one thing that I just go, you, you know it, and then it just, you just get whacked with it again. And it's got a lot to do with getting revelation of the new covenant and understanding the new covenant. Yeah. What church do you go to? Okay. I could answer this here, and I don't, I don't know if it's the right place to do that, but um, I can also answer it here. In terms of um, my perspective on this is very, very simple. Um, I believe that sin awareness and sin consciousness only comes through the law. So the only person, the only thing that's going to remind you of sin is the law. When you, when you come back under the law, it says that the awareness of sin or transgression is through the law. So when we actually find what we'd call sin manifesting in your life, it's a fruit of coming back under the law again. So confession there would be going, well, I feel like I've done something to separate myself from God. And to actually be repenting there is actually a mind change. It's to say that despite what I've done, I know that that is not a basis for my relationship with God. And you can say, sorry, God, you know what, I've done this, and I, but I know that I'm still the righteousness of God. And even if you don't, I preach like this and people get, also get upset. I go, you're not made righteous or kept righteous through your confession. You're made righteous through one confession. And in that one confession, Jesus remembered all your sins on him. 
And, and that's where, again, it's like that whole thing of the gift of righteousness that I was going to come into is that this thing here is generally what we call the sanctification process. And I'm going to some things, but I really want to just get you into it, is that we save by grace, we kept by grace, we stand by grace, we are strong in grace. We're not saved by grace, and then we now have to try and work everything out by ourselves. Every, pass, every process of our salvation is through grace. And what makes sin worse is the law. When you're not focusing on Jesus, and you're trying to come back under right relationship through your own effort, you will in fact find, like what I find and what Paul also found, and what every Christian will ever find, is that when you focus on trying to right do to be accepted, you'll find that the more and more you focus on not doing, you suddenly start to find that sin becomes your obsession. You start to focus on sin all the time. That's what happened with me, because like, I used to go like this. At the age of 12, I made a, like a, a deal. I will never have sex before marriage. Do you know that's all I focused on for most of my life? I didn't even know who Jesus was. As long as I'm not having sex before marriage. That's what I focused on. Every day. Jesus, I'm not going to have sex before marriage today. <laughs> and then it went to, well, I'm not doing that, but now I'm having bad thoughts. You know, it drove me insane. So now I'm trying to keep a record of every bad thought that I'm having. But now I'm not doing that, but now, oh my Jesus, I'm having this terrible thought. Then I realized it wasn't me anymore. Shoo, and then that just set me free. That wasn't me. I'm a new creation. Those thoughts are coming from outside me now. It's not me anymore. Shoo, that set me free. Because then I'm going, hey, you devil, push off you. I don't want those thoughts anymore. That's not me anymore. Don't try to bring me back into that stuff anymore. That's not me but he'll use the law to try and get that to you to do that. We accepted, and our artwork of salvation comes through our acceptance. It does not come through to trying to be accepted. So if you're still trying, you must just relax. <laughs> rest. The more we rest, the more we work. The more we receive, the more we give. Smith Wigglesworth, I think he said, he said, he was the hungriest man in the world. He said, he said, God, you know, I want to consume everything that I can see up in heaven. Just keep giving. I just keep feasting and feasting and feasting and feasting and feasting. So when you get used to like a thimble, like a little thumbful, then you see that there's actually an ocean up there. You just start to consume and just realize Jesus is inside of me. Everything is that true of Jesus is true of me. Sin only has power over us when we go back under the law. I think it's about six years now I've been getting more and more revelation on this. It's just not even, an, it's not even a thing anymore. So it's, I don't even focus on it. And I live a more righteous life now than I ever did then. But now I'm happy and joyful and peaceful when down then I was condemned, guilty, broken, angry, critical, condemning, and just sick and tired of church. And it's a fine line because it's an issue sometimes quite hard to tell the difference between the two. And that's why we have to discern things as opposed to try and work things out. Focus on Jesus. When you think you've made a mistake, you just say, thank you, Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God. You know, we've seen more people get off cigarettes and things like that. I tell people, I go, 
When you're having that drink, say thank you Jesus and the righteousness of God. When you have that cigarette, say thank you Jesus that I'm the righteousness of God. Thank you Jesus that even while I'm making this mistake and I just flick this person in the traffic, I thank you that I'm still the righteousness of God. <clears throat> I tell you, it sounds contrary, but before you know it, you suddenly start to go, Yes, I'm gonna just I need to start treating people differently. I just yes, God just loves me. And when you understand that you like that, you start to treat other people like that. But it's through receiving. Anybody that was sick and, and, and anybody here that was sick or had pain in their body that's felt any change while we've been talking, can you any change in anybody here yet? Can anyone feel any changes in their body? What's happened with you? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Did that just clear? Did that just clear? Awesome. 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 Anybody else? Anyone? What's what's happening with you? Amen. Awesome. Just lay hands on him. And we just declare complete healing of that wrist right now in Jesus' name. Father, all pain to go. And we thank you, Lord, just for creating a miracle in that hand right now, Father. We thank you for complete and total restoration of that hand, that wrist, Lord. And we just declare strength and life to that arm right now in Jesus' name, Father. Every bit of pain and swelling to go. And we just thank you, Lord, creative power at work in that body right now in Jesus' name, Father. Completely healed and restored through your precious name, Father. Amen. Anybody else? Any other changes? Who else had anything um, or any sickness that, uh, yeah, what's happening with you? Okay, what's happening? Okay, awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Okay. And what's happening? Okay, and you've got that now. Are you in pain now? Okay. We're just going to lay hands on him. Someone can just go lay hands on him. Are you in pain right now? Okay, we're going to pray for you and we'll continue to pray for you. Father, we just command that bone to be healed. Where that bone was chipped, Lord, we just declare wholeness and healing over it right now, Father. We speak life and health over him right now, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for your creative power in that body right now, Lord, to be completely healed and restored in your precious name, Father. Where there's brokenness, Lord, we just declare wholeness, Father. Right now in Jesus' name, Lord. All pain to go. And we thank you, Lord, for your power working the body right now in Jesus' name. Completely healed through your word, Father. In Jesus' name. Bro, we're going to just leave you there for a while. Let's see how you go. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? That's ex any, any change? Yeah. And now that um, my leg is feeling fine, I couldn't bend it basically like that, but now I can. Yeah. Awesome. The more we rely on him, that's what we're really hoping for, because we, we, we've laid hands on thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But what we're starting to see more and more is as we go into hospitals and stuff like that, it's actually it's very humbling, because we'll be like praying here, and then someone gets healed over there. And we go, hey, Jesus, we didn't do that. And he goes, yeah, but I'm with you. It's crazy. We had a guy run down the passage at McCord's Hospital the other day. 
going, what did you guys do? And we didn't even pray for him. He's like, my knee had a problem, and when you're praying for that guy, I got better. <laughs> and then we just tell him about Jesus' love. We had it the other day as well, where a guy had a migraine. And we're praying over here, and then he looks and says, I just felt something come off me. And he said, well, what's wrong? He said, I had a migraine for two days, and it's gone. We didn't pray for him. We, we really, what, we, what we're trying to press into, and what I, I think you guys are also trying to press into, more. <laughs> more, just receive it. More, just receive, just receive, just receive, just receive, just receive, more. Thank you, Jesus. Just bless this man, Father. Just bless him, just bless him, just bless him. We saw the other day, this is one of our favorite ones at McCord's. We just pray for a lot of people before we actually go into the hospital. And uh, we had a, a kid who was five years old with leukemia. And uh, there were about two or three weeks before, we had um, that scripture in Book of Acts where it talks about Paul. Uh, unusual miracles were done through the hands of Paul. And even through the laying on of hands, people were healed through aprons and handkerchiefs. So we were just talking about that like three weeks before, going, well, we want that as well. And if that same spirit that lives in Paul and Jesus is, is the same one that's in us... <laughs> Well, then we just believe. Just receive. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord. Just set them free, Lord. So much freedom. So much freedom. So much freedom. You think you're free now, just wait. You're going to be even more free. <laughs> We're not free. We grow in freedom. We get more and more free. We just start to run wild. Run wild. Run wild. Run wild. Nothing holding you guys back anymore. There's nothing holding you back. Nothing holding you back. So anyway, we in the circle, and this, this cloth comes to us. It's actually a shirt. And it's from this boy who's got leukemia. And uh, they've got to raise 1.5 million rand to do an operation to try and sort him out. So we just passed the shirt around us. There were about 30 of us there. And we just prayed on this thing and just declared healing power over the shirt. Went back to this guy. He wore it the week before. He went in for his last test. And when he came back from that test, there was no more leukemia in his body at all. <laughs> nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They even asked, can we wash the shirt? Because he was so sick that they were worried that the infection that would come from my hands would make him die. So we said, you can't wash the anointing of God out of a shirt. Once it's there, you cannot take it out. It's like Elijah. Guys, come on, provoke yourselves today. If Elijah was dead and they buried him, and someone was thrown onto his bones and they were raised from the dead, under the old covenant, come on, come on, come on. Old covenant, old covenant. How much more so us? When you look at Proverbs, I was talking to a friend of mine because he's quoting to me Proverbs the other day and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, that's awesome. Proverbs is wonderful. But we have the mind of Christ. That man asked, Solomon asked for the wisdom of God. He wanted wisdom. We have wisdom himself. We know the one who knows everything. And he's living in you. Ha <laughs> ha!
It really is good news. We are seeing physios and doctors and specialists who come to pray with us and they have dilemmas on their hands now because they realize that their gift that they have in the natural is not adequate. So now we are having physios and doctors praying for their clients and we had a testimony last week of one of our very good friends who's a physio who is starting to get masses of Muslims coming to her physio practice and she is healing them through the laying on of hands. I'm going to share one more and I'm going to close up. I've got a, I've got a doctor friend of mine, he's my client and he's a Baptist, he comes from a Baptist and I, I preached there about five times until I preached on um, the fact that the Holy Spirit will not convict you of sin. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been invited back since. <laughs> anyway, if you can just reach a couple of them, and, and he was one of them. Um, he's in his seventh year. He's doing pediatric specializing in pediatrics. And um, I, I, I just, when he comes in, I put him on the bicycle. He gets my iPod. He starts watching Sid Roth and all the miracles and the healings. And he didn't even believe in this stuff eh, at all. He's been in the Baptist church his whole life. Never seen people getting healed. And um, so I used to just play these things for him and tell him about all the things that we were seeing. And then one day he, he canceled the session because he was really sick. So he asked me, could I pray for him? So I phoned him uh, between my two clients and I said to him, I'm going to pray for you over the telephone. And he was drugged out because he's a very good doctor so he knows how to take lots of medication. So he was like puchad, like he sounded puchad on the telephone. Yeah, 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 yes, I'm so sick. Like, but he was like, because the medication was just whacking him. I mean, he was really out of it. So I said to him, I'm going to pray for you over the telephone and you're going to get healed. So he said, okay. So I just said to him, in Jesus' name, I command that stuff to leave you and I command all sickness to leave your body. And I have to go because I've got another client come in. Bless you. <laughs> Five minutes later, I get an SMS to say, I'm very freaked out. So, but I'm busy now until like 7 o'clock, so I don't get a chance to answer. And I get another SMS. I'm very freaked out. Like exclamation marks. So, I'm very like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I can't wait to get to the end of the day. He, he was sitting at home, and I actually interviewed him. I actually got him on my cell phone. And I'm starting to interview people now more and more. And his exact words were, I love it because he's so honest. He just said, cute Christian prayer. Cute Christian prayer. Nothing happened for five minutes. And he's sitting there going, what a nice cute Christian prayer. Bam! Healed. Instantly healed. And the wonderful part was all the medication just instantly left his body. He had no more side effects from the medication at all. Instantly. This guy, one and a half weeks later has his sister, I haven't put this on Facebook because it would anger some of my friends who are doctors. He um, had a sister who was diagnosed as pregnant, six weeks or seven weeks pregnant. They did a scan and they, they could find nothing inside of it. There was just an empty, they call it um, ovary. There was like an empty ovary there and there was no heart rate. And this guy who did not believe in healing was healed 
He says to me with such conviction that I needed to repent and say, Jesus, you know what, I know I believe in healing, but this guy's actually convicted me to say I need to believe even more. He said, I didn't pray for anything, but she will have a heart rate in that womb. And they'd been scheduled to go in for a DNC, which is a scrape where they scrape everything out to remove everything from the womb. I think it was the next week. He said to his sister, now as a medical specialist, I, I'm not going with that. You're going to cancel that. And he said, I'm going to pray for you. And he prayed that there would be a heart rate. And he sent her back that afternoon for another test. And there was a baby. With a heart rate. First miracle that he has ever prayed for. And that's what happened. And one week before, he didn't believe in healing. And I told him he's going to save us a lot of tax money because he works in the government and he's going to start to heal people in the hospitals and save us lots of money. (laughs) Your whole job thing changes when you realize who you are. I'm a personal trainer, but first and foremost, I'm a, a minister of the new covenant. Oh, Jesus. Okay, now I've warmed up. Now I'm going to start to preach. <laughs> I'm just warming up. That's the thing. When you go to Indian and black congregations, I tell you, if you stop after like two hours, that's like the intro. Okay, now you're going to start. Okay, guys, now I'm starting. So let's we're going to just pray. Father... <laughs> you guys have been awesome because I don't even know how long I've kept you here but you've all been very awesome and I just want to really thank you for all of your time and thank you for having us and um, I'm just really praying that something of this has just impacted on you and that something of this has become more and more real to you today and um, I'm just going to ask just where you are I'm just going to finish in prayer and if there's any questions, yeah, like if you want any questions, if there's any questions, just go for it. But I'm just going to pray and I'm just going to thank you guys as well. And I'm just going to say, Lord, I thank you that we are the righteousness of God. And even as you say that today, I thank, it, you can, I thank God that you can say it more boldly and more confidently because of what Jesus has done for you. I thank you, Lord, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Father. I thank you that we are, Lord. I thank you that we are the righteousness of God. I thank you, Lord, that as Jesus is, so are we right now, Lord. Perfect, holy, without spot, without blemish, Lord. Awaken hearts to righteousness right now, Lord. Awaken hearts to your love, Father. Awaken them, Lord, to the reality of who they are in Christ, Father. Right now in your precious name, Lord. Amen.